0: All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: We are indeed going to talk about money this half hour with Walt Secure on Invest Wisely. Walt, of course, is the managing partner of the AKW Group in Akron, and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Well, Walt, we had an interesting week in the stock market last week. Uh, Some of the indices hit new records, otherwise kind of choppy trading, but it seems to me that most investors are sitting back now and plotting their strategy for 2022. What do you think about that?
2: I think you're right, Bob. I think after snapping a a lengthy winning streak last week, the market returned uh, to its winning ways. And uh, we saw that really in the NASDAQ composite, the uh, large tech stocks, a lot of moving back there. Uh, the NASDAQ for the week was up 196 points, up 1.2%. Uh, Year-to-date, we're at 24.6%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was off for the week. It was off 498 points, 1.4%. Remember, the Dow's a, a smaller composite, not as many, you know, 30, 30 stocks in that composite. Year-to-date, we're sitting at 16.3%. The S&P 500 for the week was up. 15 points, about 0.3%, and year-to-date, we sit at 25.1%. So, we see some divergence now. Uh, The NASDAQ and the S&P are are very close. The Dow is lagging quite a bit from from those two indexes. And then the Russell 2000 for the week was off 2.8%. A little little tougher uh, sledding for those small and big cap stocks last week. I lost about 68 points, and it's sitting at 18.6% year-to-date. So, overall from a sector perspective um, consumer discretionary was very strong last week up 3.8 uh, percent. Technology was up 2.4 uh, percent. the losing sectors last week again were energy uh, down 5.2 percent and financials were which were off 2.8. Uh, the economic data Bob was pretty good. Um, you know we saw some pretty good uh, retail sales numbers the housing market uh, numbers and, and jobless claims all continue to show improvement. Uh, We did see Congress, you know, agree to the 1.2 bipartisan infrastructure bill and also, you know, the the kind of uh, continued movement towards, you know, dealing with the virus, uh, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine, the the booster shots are definitely being encouraged at this point. So lots to think about. We're heading into the Christmas season and, you know, we'll see how uh, the consumer reacts as, as we head towards holidays.
1: As I mentioned, uh, we are now, most investors, including yourself, are looking at the strategy for for 2022, since it's only a few weeks away, really. So let's uh, take a minute and talk about what you think about the current state of the economy and the markets, and what you're perusing right now as you look forward to the next year. Yeah, the current
2: state of the economy, Bob, and and the markets is really quite good. However, I don't don't think people are feeling too great for, for some reasons, but you know, we look at GDP, which is at highs, the U.S. stock market at highs. Housing prices remain at all-time highs. As we just said, retail sales look good. Um, the American household, as far as net worth, is at all-time highs. Um, you know, we, we see a record number of people out there starting businesses. Uh, we talk about people, you know, looking for better employment and moving around. Wages are, are finally rising substantially interest rates remain at all-time lows. Uh, so there's a lot of data points uh, that you can you know be, kept, be kind of excited about as, as you look at what's happening. But I think what's happened is the sentiment is, is fairly you know negative out there if you look at consumer sentiment, investor sentiment and, and you also have this inflation fear which now I think has become a mindset, Bob. I think everybody's starting to believe you know prices are going higher. As soon as that becomes embedded in people's minds, uh, to uh, to deal with. So you know, we we see a lot of challenges. um, You know, because again, psychology is is a big impact as far as prices go, and you know how people respond to being investors. So we'll have to watch uh, you know those those trends as we move forward.
1: Now, of course, when you're talking about inflation, that is the big bugaboo, if you will, at this particular time. What is anybody going to be able to do about it, and what should we as investors think about it? Is it just another, another thing that happens with the economy, like the regular ups and downs of the market?
2: Well, I think inflation, Bob, we haven't experienced for a long time. As we said, you know, the reading we got uh, recently, we had to go back 20 years to, to get to a reading. It was 6.2%. Uh, core inflation. And and you had to go back to November of 1990 when we were running at 6.3%. So it's been a long time uh, since we experienced inflation. I think there are things that we can do. And and again, part of it probably is the big bottleneck in the economy, this immense amount of demand that has come back online. You know, people really wanting to get back out and spend and and enjoy life again. And, you know, the kind of post-pandemic kind of beliefs and thought processes out there are definitely putting a lot of pressures in the economy, probably some of that subsides. But, you know, core pricing has moved up again. I think people are seeing it at the gas pumps, which we talked about, and also now on food prices. And that becomes very apparent, you know, when you're when you're getting hit at those levels. I, I saw, you know, they, they think the average uh, Thanksgiving dinner will be up 17% uh, this Thanksgiving over last Thanksgiving, just because of the rise in, in uh, food prices. So that's definitely having a direct impact, and and it's it's just very transparent for people to see. So uh, there there will be, I think, a little bit of slowdown in inflation as the economy continues to open up and we get through some of the supply uh, chain issues, the bottlenecks that we have. But uh, there's definitely going to have to be some you know monetary reaction to this, uh, you know, as far as what the Federal Reserve does with the bond purchasing and the interest rates as we go forward. So. Uh, definitely things to pay attention
1: to. We're talking to Walt Secure on Invest Wisely on WNR.com this morning. Uh, for over-the-air listeners, hopefully you're tuning to WNR.com because uh, we are off the air. About uh, 7.55 this morning, uh, an errant motorist uh, apparently uh, took out a phone pole, a power pole, uh, near the side of our transmitter in lovely downtown Brimfield, and uh, we are... We are off the air because the powers we cut to our transmitter site and other areas of that part of uh, Portage County. The uh, power company, Ohio Edison, says they should have power restored uh, somewhere around uh, before 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, the transformer came down, blew up. I guess it was quite a scene. Uh, so we, again, if you're listening, you're listening on WNR.com. and this is always you're invited to call Walt and talk to us at 330-673-1234, or outside of Akron, toll-free at 800-669-4100. Trends and insights, things that Walt has noticed over the last week that I think you and all of us may find quite interesting. Uh, one of them, again, this comes from the Pew Research Center uh, on Twitter. A quarter of the users, 25 percent, actually uh, put forth nearly 97 percent, almost all of the tweets, which infers that uh, most of the people on Twitter are passive viewers. <laughs> I find that very interesting.
2: It is fascinating, and again, it kind of goes back to one of the principles we talk about, Bob, which is thinking for yourself and you know that independence of thought and. You know, when you're on these social media platforms, you have to remember that, you know, there's a, a handful of thinkers, you know, 25% out there that are, are giving these opinions and, you know, having an impact. So uh, it, it's quite interesting when you think of the influence that a select few have. Um, there are a lot of people on those social media platforms that I think are passive. And, you know, they spend more time just retweeting or sending out information from others uh, it becomes just kind of a, you know, a way to transmit information as opposed to having that independence of thought and thinking for yourself. So something to definitely think about.
1: And again, it kind of points to these social media platforms as more being like the old uh, bulletin boards at the supermarket or the town hall where people simply post things. Most people just read them uh, without ever commenting on them, and only a very few members of the community actually sit and post things. So it's uh, kind of the same concept brought to the electronic world, but it's not involving, I guess, percentage-wise any more people than uh, the other old-fashioned ways of communicating.
2: That's definitely true. You know, definitely true, Bob. And something we need to think about is we're evaluating these platforms and what information is on there and how we
1: use it. Another very sad fact that came out this past week from the Centers of Disease Control, while we've been, of course, obsessed with the coronavirus pandemic, they point out that overdose deaths have hit a record high crossing one hundred thousand in this country in just the last year now that is a, uh, a pandemic of its own
2: it is bob and it's very very sad um you know when, especially when you're around some people that this is impacted by this, you know the devastating effects that overdose has and and again, this is a commentary through a lot of society you know when you think about uh issues with securing the border, and you think about, the, you know, the flow of, of drugs in the country and uh, the uses in different communities. Um, I know in Akron here, we've had, you know, quite quite hit hard with, with some drug use. So, uh, you know, again, we go back to thinking about trends and, you know, how this might impact um, some of the pharmaceutical companies we're looking at that, you know, are helping people with, you know, mental issues and stability, you know, evening people out, trying to get people to you know, not rely on these drugs and, and to, you know, really you know, have better quality lives so we don't see as much of those overdoses as we go forward.
1: Another sign of inflation's impact in spite of the fact that we have an easier road to hold this uh, Thanksgiving than last because of the improvements with the vaccines and like they say only about 32% of people will be driving to go to grandma's house for Thanksgiving, uh, down about 3% from just last year. And they're blaming that on the higher cost of gasoline.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Another sign of inflation. But you when know, prices go up and the, the cost of, I think, of gas goes higher, it definitely impacts a lot of uh, consumers' use of their car and their willingness to drive. And I think we're definitely seeing that uh, you know, play out in, in the numbers that we're looking at there.
1: Once again, we're talking to Walt Secure on Invest Wisely this morning on WNR.com only because of a power failure at our transmitter site, but you can uh, call him as we enter into our Stock Talk segment of the program. If you're listening online, there's no difference in that to so give Walt a call right now and ask him any questions about any particular stocks that you've been looking at, following, or curious about three three zero six seven three one two three four is our number to call, and you can call uh, anywhere else, too, if you want the toll-free number at 800-669-4100 to talk to Walt Sakerp of the uh, AKW Group about stocks that you like and maybe can give you some tips and insights that will help you in your investment world. So, uh, Stock Talk, uh, again, the company is continuing to trickle in uh, some of their reports uh, for the quarter. NVIDIA, which is one of your long-term core equity portfolio holdings, uh, reported some very impressive earnings results this last quarter. You've been talking about NVIDIA, really, ever since you came on the show over three years ago. Do you think we'll be talking about NVIDIA uh, three more years from today?
2: I think so, Bob. I mean, this is such a strong company, and at the heart of a lot of the technology that we're talking about and the innovation that we talk about on this show, uh, you know, to re- just to review NVIDIA. They're a top designer of graphic processing units that enhance experience on all computing platforms, um, you know, the, the firm's chips are used in a variety of end markets, including, you know, high-end PCs for gaming, uh, data centers, which, of course, have become extremely important in the world, um, auto automotive entertainment uh, and, and infotainment systems, and also they're expanding capacities into things like artificial intelligence, autonomous driving, and, and, and you know, other tech high-end technologies, so... Uh, NVIDIA is a very powerful company at the center of a lot of the trends and innovation that you know kind of fascinate the world right now. So, you look at their last quarter; they were seven point one billion over four point seven billion the year prior. That's a fifty percent revenue increase. Earnings were up sixty percent, a dollar seventeen over seventy three cents for the quarter. Of course, that's the quarter ending October thirty first versus October thirty first year prior. So, again, a lot of financial power. Uh, the market, You know, the stock is extended, Bob. I mean, as far as valuation goes, it, it is trading at, you know, we call it a fair price. I, I wouldn't say it's super overvalued. It's, it's truly not undervalued. But, I mean, it's a, it's a company that when you think three and five years out, it's still one that probably has a base case is a, a core holding in the portfolio. And, and that's why it's in our core equity portfolio. So, again, a, a stock we continue to like here as we look forward.
1: Talking to Walt Secure on WNR.com and we're taking your calls about your questions about stocks and the like, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Again, a reminder on line only because of a transmitter power failure at our transmitter site. Now, you've talked about, about winners, in uh, letting winners run. You use the analogy of talking about red dresses and... Yellow dresses, we're considering what stocks to hold and which to sell. So, tell us once again about, about this philosophy that you have about uh, the stocks that you hold in your many portfolios. Yeah, for sure. We,
2: we want our most powerful stocks, you know, stocks like NVIDIA, to run to give them the opportunity to, to grow into portfolios. Um, so, again, I always use the analogy if you and I, Bob, were running a, a dress shop and You know, all our red dresses were flying out of the store and being sold quickly, and we had a bunch of yellow dresses that weren't selling. You know, the the mentality as a a retail shop owner would be, you know, let's put those yellow dresses on sale, let's free up that money, and let's buy more red dresses. And a a lot of times, you know, people think exactly the opposite when they're thinking about their stocks. A lot of people realize it's, it's easy to sell, you know, things that go up. It's it's harder to sell things that go down, but in a lot of cases, that's the exact opposite of what you really want to do as an investor. So uh, we use that story to really kind of drive home the point that you know we we want those powerful companies to run and to move forward in the portfolio and give them enough time to do so.
1: Now, when you do have a bad stock, and uh, sometimes people call it a turkey, not because of Thanksgiving, but because of, uh, of your own idea of what a turkey story is, it makes the point about knowing when to sell a stock and not getting caught up in price declines. So, when can you really say to yourself as an investor, you know, that stock is a real, real turkey?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Bob. So, we use the turkey story, and, and I always used to, you know, like to tell the story. If you think of the old box trap, you know, where you you have the big box with the stick and the the string attached to it. And, you know, if you had 10 turkeys walk under there and you were holding that string and you didn't pull it to to trap those turkeys in, and then two walk out and you start thinking, well, I had 10, and then three more walk out. And, you know, you're thinking, well, I had eight. And then, you know, four walk out, they all walk out. You never pull that string. And, And we use this also to talk about stocks. You know, sometimes stocks tell you exactly what you should do. Uh, If you're watching the trends, you know, stocks confirm when you're right. They confirm when you're wrong. And, you know, sometimes just pulling the string and saying, hey, you know, this stock is not going in the direction that I want it to go. Um, You know, again, evaluating that financial power evaluation and and overall story. But, again, it's it's another story we use when we talk about, you know, behavior and, and how you should be thinking about your stock. So,
1: Uh, You know, make sure you
2: sell those yellow dresses, buy red dresses, and don't be afraid to pull that string and trap those turkeys in when you need to.
1: We're still getting results on the retail side, and uh, a couple of good results came in from Home Depot and Lowe's. Uh, They called it a renovation boom. They had impressive results in in sales, as uh, seemingly more and more people are, are putting money back into their houses uh, either to fix them up for sale in this particular hot real estate market, or just to stay put for a while and enjoy where they are. Now, Home Depot is a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio, so are you are still pretty happy that it's there? Absolutely, Bob. We, we have always been a big fan of Home Depot, and at
2: times we've been a fan at Lowe's as well. Again, you're talking about Home Depot being the largest uh, you know, home improvement, especially retailer in the United States, uh, 2,300 warehouse format stores, and Typically, these are big stores with over thirty thousand products, you know, available in them. Um, and again, Lowe's uh, operating in about one thousand nine hundred seventy stores. Uh, both of them had really good results. Just focusing on Home Depot's here, the earnings for the quarter were thirty six point eight billion versus thirty three point five billion, a ten percent increase. And earnings were up twenty three percent, three ninety two a share versus three eighteen a share the year prior. So, again, strong, you know, financial power there, and, and we still think, you know, some, some decent valuation. Again, this has had a nice run-up as well. Um, you have to realize in buying these stocks, you know, you are buying them after good run-ups. and But if you're a three- to five-year investor and you're thinking long-term, there's still some pretty good trends here, I think, to tell in the stock.
1: Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura here on WNR.com. Your questions about stocks, 330-673-1234. Reminded to our listeners, our, our uh, transmitter site is off the air because of a, a power failure there. Somebody hit a pole and brought down a transformer. also includes the a, uh, a TV channel 35. That is also off the air. But we're online here at WNR.com 24-7. So once more, if you have any questions for Walt, give us a call, 330-673-1234. Walmart target once again big retailers beating revenue and earnings expectations but in spite of that their stock prices fell a little under four percent for both walmart and for target now why would these stock prices there drop when they seem to be doing so well
2: well i think bob they've had decent run-ups uh, into the earnings and I, I think there was a little bit of probably profit taking you know some concerns again over the holiday season the supply chain and I think both Walmart and Target are well positioned to make sure they have products, uh, you know, out there on the on the shelves for their consumers. But yeah, two two very powerful retailers. Uh, Walmart is still the largest uh, retailer in the United States when you look at you know total sales. Um, so again, people forget that. You know, everybody talks about Amazon these days, but yeah, you know, Walmart's still a very very powerful retailer as well as Target. Both of them have done a bunch of better job. Uh, with their online presence and you know competing more aggressively against the Amazons of the world, uh, but the quarter was pretty strong. You know, again, four percent revenue growth, 140 billion over 134 billion the year prior. Earnings were up eight percent, a dollar 45 versus the dollar 34. So, uh, very strong numbers there. And then Target is one that we own. We we don't own own Walmart, Bob. But, uh, we do know in Target, and you know Target had some really nice thought, uh, results as well. Target's in our uh, women's leadership portfolio. That empowering women portfolio revenue for them was up 13 percent at 25 billion versus 22 billion, and earnings were up almost 9 percent for the quarter. So, uh, good results, and I think still some pretty good outlooks as, as we look over the next three to five years.
1: Uh, another company of interest uh, to uh, many investors is the electric vehicle company Rivian. Another one of those companies that has yet to actually sell an electric vehicle, but they gained 20% of their IPO, uh, now priced at $78 per share. In November 16th, it is high, up 130%, and Rivian now has a market capitalization of about $150 billion, which is larger than Volkswagen, General Motors, or Ford, and they have yet to sell a vehicle. Even produce a vehicle for sale. What, what is the wisdom of investors with that situation when they can't even see any results? I think it's hype, Bob. It's not one that we're currently buying. As
2: we had talked, you know, it took us a number of years to warm up to the Tesla story. Um, you know, even though Tesla was showing some pretty results, it wasn't until they turned a profit—the quarter they turned a profit—and uh, their their you know auto sales really started to show some some increase and some demand. Uh, that we entered Tesla. And I think you, you have to look at Rivian the same way. Um, you know, it's it's not anywhere near profitability. It's a lot of hype and promise. And uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, are all in. You know, they like the hype, they like the promise, they like the speculation. Uh, but this is a stock that, you know, for our portfolio, wouldn't be one that we'd look at. But again, it still shows that, you know, have for risk out there, Bob. There's a, a lot of investors, uh, or we call them speculators, that. That's the preferred method for for a lot of people out there looking for those kind of quick running, high high price, something moving, something more exciting. Um, you know, some of the ideas we talked about earlier in the show are a little bit more boring, uh, but we'll we'll take boring and steady uh, every day.
1: The the you old know, you know, the investor outlook on, on electric vehicles, of course, as you say, there's a lot of hype about it. I think. Uh, Ford and GM have uh, come forth with a lot of these ambitious plans for having all electric fleets uh, or most electric fleets in less than 10 years. Uh, that makes stockholders happy. and yeah, I guess that's what we're talking about here. But in reality, when you look at the situation, it will probably be years before electric vehicles would be as practical as a gasoline-powered vehicles for, for nothing else but the uh, availability of, of charging stations and the, and the availability to have the car anywhere you want to go. you could be able to, like a gas station, pull in and get a quick charge. These things are still in the future. So when people are getting so excited right now about this, are companies like GM and Ford and, and Rivian, are they simply kind of taking advantage of people's uh, uh, hopes or dreams and or gullibility just to raise the stock price right now?
2: Well, I think Bob, they're they're saying, as you said, what investors and shareholders want to hear—that you know they're committed to this technology that people are excited about. Of course, you know when we talk about you know the cleaner fuel sources and uh, the planet, you know that a lot of the, a lot of the rhetoric that seems to be permeating our culture and the world today, uh, these companies are doing what they need to do. They're stepping up, they're hearing, and they're they're making changes and adaptations. But you're right. The the reality of it is, which I think a lot of people forget, is it it does take years and years and years uh, to replace old technology with new technology. And uh, the practicality of that technology, I mean, I know for myself, Bob, the way that I live and travel and I need to get places, you know, stopping to charge a car uh, wouldn't be something that I could really do. Um, So I think there's practicality to these issues as well. Um, I think as the con- technology continues to evolve, it it, it captures the imaginations of the people, and I think a lot of times that's what stock prices reflect. So uh, you got to balance that all out, and I think when we're looking at stocks, we try to balance that out. We we want more substance than reality. Uh, you know, a little bit more of what's current. Uh, it's okay to have a future. We we want that, but we also want to make sure we don't get caught up in all the hype.
1: Another stock in your diversity portfolio focusing on women's leadership roles is Intuit. They showed impressive gains in revenues and profits and also raised their guidance. The stock price jumped uh, $63. is now over $692, a share over 10% gain. So are you still bullish on Intuit?
2: We are, Bob. They have a huge network effect. When you think Intuit, of course, they're the makers of the QuickBooks software, the accounting software that a lot of small businesses use. Uh, the tax platform, which a lot of individuals use to file their taxes, um, and they've also made some acquisitions that are quite interesting. Um, the car- credit Karma um, to, to help people manage their credits and you know be a little bit more on top of credit scores and credit management, and also the MailChimp service, which is kind of catering a little bit more to sales and developmental issues that a lot of small businesses really struggle with out there. So. I think Intuit is a very fascinating story, and again, really, really strong uh, quarter. You know, when you look at the numbers, uh, re- revenues were up 52%, Bob. They did $2 billion for the quarter versus $1.3 billion the year prior, and a 63% earnings rise, and you know, when I throw these numbers out, Bob, know a lot of times we're throwing numbers out, but those are really, really impressive numbers. When you when you see companies growing at you know 50 percent, I mean that that's just very, very impressive. Uh, you know, when you consider that you know our our GDP, our, our economy grows currently maybe a little bit higher levels, but typically three to four percent. I mean, we're we're kind of experiencing a little bit more GDP growth here, but. Uh, Just to give some perspective, you know, when these companies, big, big companies are growing at these levels, that's very, very impressive and it shows a lot of financial power.
1: Once again, a reminder that the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, worldwide experts in private wealth management, investment banking. Uh, They also do financial planning, estate plan reviews, tax reviews. Very good at this time of the year. In addition to helping their clients with the the investments that they give them in their custom portfolios, they can look at your social security, your transaction tax, your stock options analyses, everything else that is kind of good at this time of the year when you're getting down to, to the close of 2021. So keep that in mind when you think about going places for services that are born above and beyond just the regular investing your money and trying to get you the best uh, returns for your particular situation. Of course, Thanksgiving this week. Uh, Walt, I want to wish you and yours a very, very happy Thanksgiving. I know you want to take a few moments to give some thanks yourself.
2: Yeah, for sure, Bob. You know, we'd like, well, first we'd like to thank you. You know, you've been a big part of our uh, you know our story the last couple years and we enjoy this every week and uh, you know, we, we're very blessed. I'm a very blessed man. I, You know, I'm very thankful for my family and you know, the business that we have, the clients we get to serve, um, I think it is a good time of year to take a step back and remember, you know, what's important. Uh, you know, money is important, but, you know, money is just a conduit to live in the lives that we want to live, and uh, we wish everybody out there listening a very, very happy Thanksgiving.
1: And the same again to you, Walt, and uh, the good people there at the AKW Group or in Ak- Akron. They're at 234-466-7476. They're in Fairlawn on West Market Street. 234-466-7476. And, of course, the uh, Pittsburgh branch in Washington, Pennsylvania. Sue Marshall and her crew there. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. 412 480 Zero nine zero is their number to call for Western Pennsylvania listeners here on com. So, again, for Walt Secure and the AKW Group, uh, call them now to make uh, some plans for 2022 for you and your finances. 234-466-7476 and tell them you heard them on WNIR. Walt, we'll talk to you again next Sunday. Thanks, Bob.
3: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. First Energy Corporation, symbol FE. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. General Motors, symbol GM. The Home Depot, Inc., symbol HD. Intuit, symbol INTU. Lowe's Companies, Inc., symbol LOW. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Rivian Automotive, Inc., symbol RIVN. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA. Twitter Inc. symbol TWTR. Volkswagen AG symbol VWAGY. Walmart Inc. symbol WMT. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and Art's affiliates have managed or co managed a public offering of Rivian Automotive Inc. in the past 12 months. Also, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Rivian Automotive Inc. in the past 12 months.